Hi, and welcome to another episode of Safe Haven Life with Rochelle Jones. Today, we're going to be talking about how to make better decisions. I'm going to uh, reference Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not until unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. And not that he might or you're taking a risk, but the Bible says he shall direct your paths. The reason this came up is because I was thinking about not too long ago um, how I was being pressed to make a decision on something. It was a business transaction deal uh, that was supposed to be very beneficial at the time. That there was a influencer that I was very interested in working with. Uh, this person uh, is a millionaire and their story was similar to mine. That's what caught my attention, right? Uh, because a lot of times we are drawn to people that share um, our same story. And so uh, I'm one, I'm always listening to different stories and how people end up becoming successful. Uh, she was a Christian woman. So there were a lot of things that were very similar to where I wanted to go. And I believe it was last year or year before last. I don't know. Time is running into each other uh, <laughs> since we've been in this pandemic. But um, during this particular time, uh, I was faced with the decision. So what I did was from that experience, I went and I started to type. And I save some details from that experience that I want to, number one, share with you today. But, but uh, secondly, I wrote these things down so that I can remind myself. Just to tell you a little bit of, uh, about me, I, I'm not a very patient person when it comes to things that I want. I, I just, I don't like to wait. And the story is I've been that way since I was, I was a child, you know, certain things about our personality. You just look back and you're like, man, I've always been this way. I'm, I'm a person. I've never liked layaway. Um, I did not like, you know, putting stuff on hold. I don't like to finance anything it, it, in a perfect world for me. If I see something and I want it, then I would like to be able to buy it right then and there. I, I don't want to finance. I don't want to do anything, but clearly um, I'm not exactly where I want to be yet. And there are certain things that I can't just outright buy, like the house I saw for sale today. <laughs> not yet anyways. And so this particular opportunity came and I was so excited about it. But when we started talking a little bit, then I needed to make this decision and it was going to be a decision based on the kind of life that I want to live for the next few years. Um, and this particular team was pressuring me to make this decision right away. And I immediately started thinking about my past, uh, and where I was currently that day in my future. And I thought about the mistakes that I'd already made, um, <clears throat> how far I'd already come from the past mistakes I made and what I wanted my future to look like. And so I thought about all the tears I'd already cried because I've been pressured before to do something that I didn't have time to think through. And so um, I have often had experiences uh, because of the lies sometimes people tell you 
um, and they pass this, you know, if you pass this offer up, they're never, uh, there's never going to be another opportunity that's going to come your way. And so don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I don't have any regrets in life, but there are things that I regret because I've had every sign that told me that this was not a good idea. And despite what my gut was saying, we say our gut, but when we're saved and we have the spirit of God, then a lot of times it's the spirit of God letting you know, that's Hey, you about to mess up. But a lot of times I pressed on with those decisions anyway, being impatient. So I just want to share with you four things that I noted for myself and that I started uh, making these notations that year or two ago, whenever this happened. Um, just to kind of make myself uh, a note as a reminder. And I said I was going to put it in one of my blog spaces. But here we are on the podcast. So I'm going to share this with you all. I'm going to give you all these tips that I um, gave to myself. And you'll hear me in several episodes in the future talk about the way that I talk to myself, right? (laughs) Not only do I want this to be a safe place for the listeners out there, I also want this to be a safe place for myself, okay? Um, Because often I am one that I'm very guilty about just being everybody else's cheerleader and saying, Hey, do this, you know, but what is very important to me is that I want to live what I preach, (laughs) right? As a minister, as a life coach, and, um, you know, as a business person, that's a part of us, you know, growing is listen to the things you tell other people. And it's not that I don't do those things. What it is, is sometimes I believe God, uh, bigger. Um, and I believe in people sometimes bigger than what I actually, you know, show that I believe in myself. You know, I talk a good talk. I'm like, Hey, you know, you can do this. You, you can do anything. And a lot of times I believe that, but sometimes, you know, I will still put those same limitations on myself. Whereas with other people, when I'm coaching, um, my job as a Christian life coach is to make sure that I evaluate situations in a person's life. I help them come up and create an action plan. Um, after we have identified the barriers that are keeping them stuck or not allowing them to move from traumatic experiences or, uh, to redefine their lives for whatever reason, whether it's through grief, divorce, transitioning, um, And then I'm later on the back end there as a coach to hold people accountable. But sometimes in that uh, process that I have for my clients, I'll get so far with myself. And then I'm like, okay, but remember, you don't like to wait on stuff. (laughs) And so right now today, I'm talking about finances, but I do want you to realize that this can go across the board. There was one person that DM'd me a question about something that I said in my story. And so if nothing else, I hope that this will help that individual. Um, I'm going to send them a message to let them know to listen to this podcast. But just in case there's someone else out there that needs this information, just want to share these tips with you. Uh, Number one, the first thing I would advise you and myself to do is to always ask God, okay? What we just read in Proverbs Solomon began to say that we are to trust in the Lord with all of our heart, lean not onto our own understanding. And that means that if God puts something in my mind or my heart that says, hey, you about to mess up. This is not a good decision. 
um, then I need to trust that that what he's saying to me is true. He knows what's going to happen down the road because we can spare ourselves from so much trouble. That's a whole other episode that I can't even get into because I don't want to make this too long. Um, but and it also says in all of your ways to acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. I believe with all of my heart that when you are saved, God will give you the direction to go in if we would focus and listen to him. So here I'm telling myself, hey, make sure you ask God. Even though I can be very impatient at times, uh, I don't want to wait on anything. I don't like financing anything. I don't like leasing. I don't like layaways. There are times when I've had to do it. And there are simple budgeting skills, uh, like waiting until you have enough money to pay for something or waiting until the item is marked down enough for your budget can be a great tool to put you in a position that the next time you can upgrade that product that you didn't really want to wait on, or you could have saved enough to just buy the product outright. I, I recently had to make a decision on my car. I went out to the car looking for a Mercedes Benz. I found the Mercedes and um, I was looking for another car, but of course, Mercedes was somewhere in the back of my mind because that's my dream car. Really, the E320 is my dream car. But anyway, came up on a good deal on the Chevy. Based on what I was doing, you know, trying to get my businesses off the ground, it was a bunch of stuff going on. I made the decision um, to call my dad, somebody that I knew that was going to hold me accountable. When I called my father, uh, my dad, he deals with cars, so he knows things. Anything I tell him about a car, he can tell me. So I called him this particular day to get his advice. I said, Dad, I'm here. I said, and it's a choice between the Chevy and the Mercedes. There's no middle ground, right? I could have said, you know, I didn't say, I didn't say like, you know, a Chevy and a Lexus or, you know, just for me, if you know me personally, you'll know that a lot of ways about me, there's no middle ground. Um, you know, sometimes... <laughs> Anyway, there's no middle ground a lot of times. So, so there was, it was in my head, Chevy or the Benz. And so I'm trying to think this out based on the goals that I have and the, uh, I'm going to be buying a home soon. And I just had this in my mind. So when I called my dad, my dad was like, nope, leave that Benz there. You don't have enough money for maintenance for that. You know, based on what you're telling me, your financial situation is, and you know, the goals that you want to make. He said, you know, you buy that car when you have plenty of money so that no matter what happens, you won't have any problems. My dad knows me. I don't even like buying tires. You, you didn't even want to buy tires for a Kia Soul. So <laughs> why would you, why would you go way to, you know, from a Lexus straight to a, to a Mercedes? Um, and again, just thinking things through. So sometimes you need that person, but first ask God. Number two. Gather all the info. It can be hard to make uh, the right decisions when you don't have all the details. Um, when somebody's trying to get um, you to help them or assist them in something, but they refuse to be honest or even to partner with them about something, and they refuse to be honest about what's needed to carry out that deal, then how can you make a good decision for you or for them without having all the facts? I, I, I'm very detailed. Listen, 
I will read reviews. I will watch documentaries. I, if I am into something, I'm reading everything about that. I have pictures, you know, there are so many resources that I have, but on the business side of it, sometimes I'm lacking a piece of information and I don't typically make those decisions until I have all the details. But when you're partnering with somebody, you have to review even further because you got to know about that person. When you're trying to collaborate with somebody on something, then you can't go into a decision blindly. That's in a financial and a business partnership. That's in a marriage. That's in, uh, you know, trying to make a decision about what to do at work, you know, it, being in management, uh, being um, in management, sometimes you have to make decisions. I have to make business decisions. There was somebody wanted to collaborate with me the other day on something. And I like this person right away as a Christian life coach. You know, I am a person that, you know, um, this particular contemporary time, people are doing a lot of collaborating, but I got to, again, gather up all the details when somebody's asking me to do something. Number three, think things through. It's important to weigh out situations. You have to ask yourself, if I decide to follow through with this uh, decision based on the details that I currently have, will I pay more now than what I'm willing to pay down the road? This is how I talk to me. You know, um, <laughs> it's even that way when I'm trying to eat healthier. I remember going to the doctor not too long ago and my doctor was talking to me about um, coming away from processed foods and converting to more whole foods. And I remember saying to her a few years back, I said, uh, these foods that you're wanting me to eat are very expensive. And um, <laughs> you have to know my my doctor, she's very blunt um, because she's been with our family in some very unfortunate situations. So she just straight out said to me, you know, because she's, a doctor and she, they're scientists. Right. And so based on my genetics, we're not talking about what God can do. Cause I, I believe that God can do anything if, but, but I need to play my part. Right. But she said to me something and she said, okay, we'll pay now or pay later. She said, you either pay the prices on eating more whole foods and eating healthier now, or you pay the hospital to be on the machine. Now, you know, that seems harsh to a lot of people, but what she said, it was reality because what she's looking at, she's looking at my background, my medical background based on my genetics. That if you don't do something, this is what you're bound to end up with. You, you, you are not an exception to the rule. However I am, but that's another episode. <laughs> so think things through. Number four, go with what you know about a person rather than what you want them to be. For example, do you really want to go into business with a person who's not disciplined in paying their home bills? I don't mean someone who's been late because their resources were not available. But people who have money, but they're very nonchalant about whether a bill gets paid or not. They don't see bills as being a responsibility. Uh... They don't care about taxes. Oh, we'll just pay that later. It is better to go into business with someone that is responsible with their personal bills. One who has a track record of paying things on time. They value the importance of good credit 
And most of all, they value um, having a good name. And if I'm going to collaborate some with somebody in business, I'm just being honest with you. They're probably going to have better credit than me. I'm probably going to choose somebody that has more money than me. Somebody that has more knowledge than me in that area. Um, and I, I that's just what I want because I don't, I don't always want to be the, the, the smartest person in this deal. And, you know, I've collaborated with people before and I've partnered with people on projects and things of that nature. And I was the person that had more information, but I'm not going to always do that in a business deal. There are times that I want and I desire to collaborate with people who have a larger uh, following, who have who has done, and, and I don't necessarily mean with social media, but I mean that in a leadership capacity where what they believe in business-wise and ministry-wise has been proven to work. And so they can teach me something. And this particular person, the reason why I got so excited about this opportunity is because this individual is a millionaire. And please trust me when I say I'm not, you have to know me personally. Well, I just put it out there because from a podcast, you don't know people personally. So I want you to get to know who I am. I'm not a, a very a materialistic type individual and it's all about money for me. That's not it. What, what, there are some things that I want and I know that I have to work hard for them. I love certain things. I desire a certain lifestyle, but that's not my first love. My first love is ministry, right? Um, but I use this as an example because at the time, this particular person was going to show me a way uh, that I could do ministry full time uh, because they were going to help me build a life for myself where money was not an option. And that's the goal because I do want to do ministry full time. And if I don't have to worry about you know, there are certain things I want to do. There's something I'm doing this week, <laughs> but I, I have to make sure that, you know, um, my bills and everything are in a certain place before I make that move. I want to get to the point where that's not an option for me. I want to get to a point that if I'm dealing with somebody in ministry and they need something, I don't have to call on 85 other people to do that. The Lord will bless me to be able to meet that need right there on the spot. And nobody ever has to know that is my goal. My goal is to be able to, to travel and tell people about the love of God to help them to use uh, you know, I'm studying to become a mental health therapist and psychologist and, and, and to be able to counsel people and have the credentials that are needed. I am currently a certified Christian life coach. I want to use everything that is given to me to do ministry. That is my ultimate goal, but it takes finances to do that. And so uh, with that being said, I try to I'm learning these last few years because it is my desire to be a good steward over the things that God gives me and to teach others to do that. Um, I have visions of retreats and workshops and different things that I want to do to be able to empower people to get back to life and redefine their lives. I have goals and dreams and visions of ministering to people and physically helping them to become whole. 
no matter what type of traumatic experiences they have um, to overcome those things and get to the place where they can be fulfilled in a God-given life. And it takes resources and finances to do that. And so that's why I've been working so hard to collaborate with this individual because she was currently in a place where that's the type of life that she has. So I was automatically drawn to that. And I was trying to find out how to do what she's done. So these are four things that I've spoken about and just, you know, shared with you tonight on ways where I have made myself a note on how to make better decisions, just as a reminder. Number one was ask God. Number two was gather all the info. Number three was think things through. And number four is go with what you know about a person or a situation, not with what you think. Refer to the data, refer to the history that has been given to you. All right. You all be blessed.